Okay, so we have Sarah Kennedy on the line again. I'm in the studio all by myself today. We're keeping our social distance, so we're ringing in everybody. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Carl. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Look, we got to stay positive, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. Now, listen, that's that's it. And this whole podcast is about that. I, you know, there could be couples sitting at home listening to this, like, totally stressed. What do we do? And I, I'm sure there's many couples out there that just don't know what to do here. Um, like yeah. Who, whose call is this? Is, is it the venue's call? Is it the couple's call? Is it the vendor's call? That's. I think that's where a lot of the questions are with this. I think, like, this is the thing. I think it's re- this is something that, that, from what I've seen over the last couple of days, is coming down to, you know, a person's judgment. Not everybody's going to get the, the cards dealt to them to the same as every other couple. So, like, you know, I'm hearing from couples where they've had no choice but to cancel because they've had so many people that have had to fly in and they can't fly in. Yes. So you've got an element of that. And then you've got others that are their wedding party and those who want to come to their wedding, they're saying, look, we really want to support you. We really want to come. We'll take the precautions. And if the hotel is all go, then we're, then we're going. And so that's been fine. And I've seen so many weddings actually go ahead over the last 24 hours. And, um, and brides have come out and they've messaged me even today saying, you know, they're delighted. It wasn't exactly what they expected, but they said that, you know, the support and, you know, just that kind of that feeling of the warmth from guests has been outstanding and, and just seeing the, the, you know, the mountains that people have climbed to help them. Um, so it, it really depends. The, well, you know, this is a recommendation from the government, right? It's a yeah. recommendation. It's not, it's not a, a, a legal lockdown. It's right? not mandatory, now, exactly, yeah. It, it, exactly. And now common sense needs to prevail. Yeah. If, for many venues, some of them can't, can't physically, they don't have the capacity to allow the social distancing to keep their customers safe, right? So in that respect, fair enough. Okay, because this is a short term blip and it's not worth the long term implications of what that might cause. Totally agree. Then there's other ones, you know, then there's others that are well able to do this. They're well able to put it in place. They have a crisis plan in place. They have, even if they didn't have a plan in place, they're knocking it out of the park. What I have seen hotels and venues do in the last 48 hours is nominal to make sure that guests are coming into safe environments. They're talking to GPs, they're talking to IHS, they're talking to, you know, anybody that can shed some scientific light on how best to manage the situation. And they're doing it. They're increasing their, you know, their hygiene control. And look, who knows? You know, like I just went up to Blanchettstown to get some toys for my kids just to keep them sane. And like you're walking in and out, you you could catch it there. You you don't know. So yeah, yeah, ideally the ideal scenario here is the recommendation is, and the recommendation is coming from logic, is to say no indoor gatherings of over 100 people, right? Because that's where you're going to start getting to a certain situation where there is just a little bit of critical mass. If you can, and if your numbers are below that 100, you have nothing to worry about if the venue's remaining open. You know, just take the precautions. It's not ideal, but, you know, there is an extra level of, I suppose, it's not necessarily fear-mongering, it's genuine concern, but if all of the cards are saying that, yes, you know, your numbers are under 100, um, your venue is open and they've increased their precautionary stuff and your guests are taking control of themselves as well, because it's really important. The onus isn't just on the venue and your suppliers to, to look after you, it's your own guests attending and then making sure that their hand hygiene is, is right to, to limit this so it's not falling on the, on the shoulders of your wedding. So, yeah. As far as I can see, until we're told otherwise, it's 
for so many, it's business as usual. But if you have concerns and you don't feel right and the people that you that you really want to be there can't be there, postpone. There's like I'm seeing so many venues, so many suppliers that have been great and they're really accommodating. They're sorting out postponing already. Um, you may not get the exact date you want, but you know what? In the broader scheme of it, who cares once you can get married? Because that's what's most important. Like when you have a situation like this, it puts so much into perspective. What is important when you are brought down to the, 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 the that singular point? What is most important? Is it the fanfare, or is it actually getting married and saying your vows and getting all that answer and having the people that are closest to you around you within within the right social distancing? What is the most important thing? And I think some people have just had to come up with their plan Bs. They've had to reassess. Those who are going ahead, some of them have had colder numbers. And to be fair, there's been a natural drop in numbers for so many couples as well. That's yeah. fine. You know, you're going to have default, people that are vulnerable and don't want to yeah, bring that in. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely. But I think the thing about it is, is, look, there's no right or wrong answer. I'm by far an expert in it. Um, so it really is down to your personal circumstances and what sits right with you. You know, like if you if, if you have people that you know are, are vulnerable and you don't want, um, you know, to be responsible for that, you know, then, then, then maybe postpone. You know, talk to your suppliers, see what they can do. You know, yeah. it's it, like you have to remember this is the end of the world. This will pass, it and will pass. I know and you're, and, and, and it you're will right. pass. And hopefully, hopefully, like Quicker hopefully in a couple than, of weeks' time, will be it'll be to be other news. It'll be a very different story. There's and no like, doubt. This is the thing, Carl. Mm. Like I, this is like if people are asking me, how are you so calm? I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I sat in an office when the recession hit that week with couples calling who have lost their jobs with no kind of even temporary understanding of when they were going to get a job again. You know, yeah. like that was serious. That was detrimental. That broke businesses. This isn't, this is a short term. Yeah, it could go on for an extra few weeks more than we imagined. But yeah. at the end of the day, there, there is an end result and we're all in it together. It's, there's a level of, the like, you know, there are controls that are putting in place to slow this down. We've seen now in China that it is starting to, if they've contained it, they're starting to, to slow it down in Wuhan. So, the, you know, they know what they're doing. They know what they have to do. And we just have to work with it. Yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. Like, I look at that recession. That was horrific. That it was, was, yeah. And you I, know, lived, I was there through your that keyboard. as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah it horrendous. Like, and there was nothing you could do. There was no, like, you couldn't even offer postponing because, you know, they just, everybody's world was turned upside down and that was global and like when you think about that we didn't come out of that till you know 2013-ish even not and not everybody felt the the bounce back yet either but for people postponing like like what i'm hearing right um through through the wedding suppliers site and the forums hotels vendors they're being so good they're being so good and obviously they would be um like for people that do want to postpone there's always going to be that concern um that their venue might not have like you know a a date in august and you know i suppose some vendors are coming out and say look maybe look at a midweek date and you know some couples might be afraid of a midweek date but what i say on midweek dates is if someone wants to go to your wedding they will. If you have it on a Thursday, they'll go. If you have it on a Tuesday, yeah. they'll go. And I, I think I'm yeah. correct in saying that, am I? I agree. Yeah. Like this is it. When I when I was actually looking after weddings, I see more drop off at a weekend than I would midweek. And you know, so I I don't. I think that's all right for me to say because I've been behind the scenes and seen it. But mm. genuinely, I've I've like you, you do have less of a drop off on a you know on a midweek day. So I just wouldn't get daunted by it. I think. Yeah. A lot of people want to do, you know, the two days and it feels right to do it at the weekend. But actually, 
you know, it, it really, particularly once you hit those summer months, it really doesn't matter. People don't even know what day of the week it is a lot of the time in the middle of August. So, um, That's very true. <laughs> like, then, then again, if someone doesn't want to go to work on a Wednesday, going to a wedding on a Tuesday is a great excuse. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know? and this is the thing, you know, like, and if you are, if you are in a venue that's a, you know, that isn't too far a drive, you know, some, depending on, you know, not everybody even have to take the big extreme time off work for that either. But I think what I'm seeing from guests and like I've had so many friends of brides and bridesmaids message me over the last few days. Everyone is rallying around the brides and grooms to make sure they're okay. So I just know people will make an ex- an extra special effort yeah, to yeah. go to couples' weddings. I think um, because they know the circumstances, they've known they've gone through the wars, and they're not going to let them down. So I'm, that's I'm feeling that at the moment as well. But the way I look at this as well is I'm I'm and I had this conversation with with a friend who's getting married. This is just. Um, I feel it's a little bit of a test. It's to see how good are we at coming up with contingency plans. And my God, are we fantastic at it. And the wedding suppliers out there are phenomenal. And and like you have to remember, brides and grooms got the same information when wedding suppliers did. Nobody else, like everybody got the same yes. information at the same time. Everybody. And straight away, brides and grooms went into pure panic button mode. And like wedding suppliers, they, they did not, not everybody had a solution. They hadn't got their head around it. People didn't understand what it meant. And to stay through for the wedding suppliers that I've spoken to that have just stayed level, stayed calm, haven't freaked out, and they've just basically said, look, this will pass, this will be fine, we'll sort it out, yeah. even without those answers of what they could or what they can't do. So, like, you know... And it's an, do you know yeah, what? It definitely comes down to the cultural end of the Irish approach that like you know and uh, you know you've been all over the world i'm sure you've seen wedding suppliers in different mm-hmm. in different geos and countries and stuff irish yeah. wedding suppliers are just brilliant and they're really good at what oh they do oh my god you know and, they do and, and the venues like it's a really tough time for the venues because i, I like i mean yeah. the t-shock statement was a little bit of a loose cannon type thing it was like you yeah. know don't have weddings over 100 people but like all venues have different size rooms if you put 100 exactly. people, and I said this to um, the couple that just cancelled their wedding, if you put a 1,000 people, if you put 100 people in a room that can take a 1,000 people, then you're probably not at risk. If you put 100 people in a yeah. small, or you know, so it's it's kind of, yeah. his statement was a bit Oh, it's loose. a difficult one. Yeah, it was you a bit You see, loose. the thing yeah. is, right, normally, under normal circumstances, with a little bit of notice, you know, people would have more time to go then into the finer detail of it. But at the moment, what the, what, what the country wants to do is just slow everything down, slow movement down. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, we don't have the finer details, but we just have to roll with it, you know. And yeah. it's, and, and I know that's easy for me to say. I'm not getting married tomorrow. I'm not getting married next week. But it's just I've 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 seen, you know, really difficult situations. Like I've I've seen and 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 like I've seen couples whereby someone has you know somebody important in the bridal party has died just days before the wedding, or you know bride or groom has had a, a long term diagnosis, and they literally have to move mountains to get married quickly and pull it all forward, which is the opposite of this one. You know, so I've I've had I've kind of gone through an awful lot and seen an awful lot of resilience in people, and I've also had a lot of perspective, and I know that this is this will pass. So I just yeah. really hope that people can just stay calm. Like there is going to be a solution. You will get married. There is no doubt about it. This isn't going to go on forever. You will get married. You will Your get wedding married. suppliers so will right. work with you. They're yeah. absolutely and there might be trade offs, but yeah. you know what? What matters the most is that you can get married and you have a really happy, healthy marriage. Yes. That is more than any one day will ever bring. I got so hung up on my day. Everything went the way it was meant to go by a few one or two things. But actually 
that's not really the most important part. Yes, having our friends around to witness it is amazing mm-hmm. and our family. But actually, it's being married is the most important thing. Being a couple, this is putting a lot of couples having to work together and actually really come together and show their mettle as a couple over you the know, that's, next and there's few a days. Way, if we were to take, try and, and this whole podcast is about, you know, radiating some positivity and that's a real positive thing as well. It's bringing couples together and, and, and you know, I said to a couple earlier, the whole thing about this is you'll definitely remember your wedding now. <laughs> whether you, oh, whether and you so push it over everybody else. Oh, you know, we got married that year in 2020 with the coronavirus. I do have another question for you, right? And it's something, yeah. you see, here, Here's another thing. We, we do have the wedding, okay? So some people have postponed. We're early days. It could be next week. They could pull it off. No weddings, yeah. right? Yeah. And, uh, so what? We, we, we'll deal with that when it comes. At the moment, some people will have their wedding. Some people will, will postpone. And that's personal choice. But where do we fit the whole honeymoon thing in here? That that's I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah. That's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, the honeymoon right? thing. Yeah. Um, obviously, insurance, <laughs> travel insurance should cover it. Do you go? Do you stay? Yeah. You probably won't be allowed to go anyway. So that's a tough one there, right there, you know. That's really tough. And do you know what? What I would say, and I had this conversation with um, Sharon Kavner, who's a brilliant travel agent um, based in the Midlands. She is super, super resourced. And I went to her and asked her what's the story. So it's all really case dependent. There is no sweeping rule. It's not as straightforward as, when I say straightforward, but it's not like the venue where it's a, you know, it's, there's one road in, so and one road out. Um, so it's all really dependent on every different airline has a different policy. Every different destination is abiding by different rules. And every hotel or resort that you're in is going to have different things as well. Yeah. Um, so you have to talk to your travel agent and who you booked with and check in with them to see what is the story. Because there is no one, one suite across the board. If you have travel insurance and it's before... Um, if you have travel insurance, you should be covered for whatever you've already paid. But again, I think what some travel agents were saying to me as well is that actually they are having, um, they're getting either credit notes or they were getting, um, they're just checking other dates further out for, for couples as well. So what some are going to do is say, okay, well, if I go ahead and get married now in the next couple of weeks, fine, I'll have to accept that. I can't fly out for my three weeks in Mexico. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on a little mini moon, maybe stay an extra night in the hotel where I've gotten married and then come back to it in three weeks and actually go and properly enjoy it rather than worrying about contracting something. Yeah, going exactly in, that. You know, exactly going long haul. Exactly so that. that's it. So to be honest, I'd have I'd have no issue going to a wedding at the moment provided it was within what um, the recommendations are. Mm. Um, I probably would be, um, I'd, I, would, I would probably really have to think about the honeymoon part because it's not even just like, oh, well, I catch something. I'm young, fit, and well, I wouldn't say fit, but I try my best. But yeah. I'd have more chance of kicking it back. It's what I bring home to the vulnerable around me that I'd be worried about. Yeah, but secondly, if you get over there, can you yeah. get back? Yeah. That's the thing, you know. And then um, we, do, we do come back to the question um, about, you know, and I'm assuming now, I'm just assuming this, like, you know, if people go to a wedding, de- by default, numbers are going to drop. We all know that. But yeah, if you go to a wedding, yeah. you have 130 people, and then it drops to 60, and you, and you plough on. I, I'd imagine, mm-hmm. are the venues making that separation between people at the round tables? It's something I thought about last night. So, you know, normally you could have 10 people around table or 8 people around table. Yeah, no, from what I can see, they've, um, they're, they, they have to do um, social distancing. They gotcha. have to give a certain... Um, Space between each of the each of the guests, 
So as far as I know, table plans, like that's, that's really where a lot of coordinators have been up the walls in the last couple of hours. You know, because table, table plan and, configuration. And you, yeah, and you know how and crazy that is. And that's bloody stressful yeah. now. You think yeah. the corona's bad, my God. <laughs> well, table look, plan, trying to put Auntie Mary with Uncle this and you're... You're yeah. in big trouble, you know. Well, no doubt, no doubt, the ties will still be on the head, and the 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 the, the trousers will be pulled up around the knees. Thunderstruck will be gone, you know. I'm sure oh, later, like the hugs, we we be breaking it. some of the rules. But uh, Sarah look, Kennedy, look. Sarah Kennedy from uh, the Irish Wedding Blog, always a breath of fresh air. Really appreciate you for for coming on, and uh, thanks, Thank thanks you. for inputting and radiating a bit of positivity out to our couples that are listening to the podcast today.